Hello, everybody, and welcome to the show. Our guest, I am so honored to have her on the show today. She's the executive director of Metro West Legal Services. Her name is Betsy Soleil. And Betsy, I want to know, you do great work at Metro West Legal Services. You've been there for 13 years. How did you rise to the level of executive director of Metro West Legal Services? Well, uh, thanks for having me, Jimmy. I've actually been at Metro West for 33 years. 33. I already made a mistake. I can't believe it. (laughs) (laughs) I started here right out of law school. I've been here my whole career, and I started as a staff attorney representing senior citizens and then worked my way into being the supervising attorney for the elder and benefits unit. And then 13 years ago, I became the executive director. Okay. And you're working with civil legal aid. Now, what exactly is that? And how is that different from the public perception of legal aid? Well, civil legal aid is sort of the uh, counterpart to public defenders or CPCS attorneys in Massachusetts. A lot of people have the misconception that they are similar in that if you are an indigent or poor criminal defendant, you have a right to an attorney. And in civil legal aid, although you're dealing with a lot of life and death issues, if you're poor, you don't have a right to an attorney. And so that's the big difference that sometimes people get confused about. Wow. That's very enlightening. I had no idea that that was the case. Is there a a movement, or are you among the people who are advocating to make civil legal aid a right, just like for a criminal defendant? Yeah, it's interesting you should say that, because there is a real movement for what they're calling right to counsel in the mm-hmm. civil context. They call it sort of civil Gideon, because Gideon versus Rain- Wainwright was the Supreme Court case that established a right to an attorney if you were a poor criminal defendant. There is a right, there is a movement for right to counsel in certain areas, such as evictions, domestic violence cases, and some others where, although it's not your liberty being taken away from you in that you could end up um, incarcerated, there are some really basic rights, a right to have a roof over your head, a right to be safe and have your children be safe from abuse or neglect. Um, and so there is a, a movement and there are some bills pending in the legislature around a right to counsel and eviction action. So, but like anything, it's going to be a process and it's taking a long time to make that a reality. Well, let me tell you something, Betsy Soleil. When this podcast hits the general public, the <laughs> movement will go to another level. Excellent. That's the tingle difference. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm ready. Let's do it. One thing about this pandemic, and since we're talking about legal aid and civil legal aid, the idea of being able to communicate with somebody, to navigate whatever system it is, whether it's unemployment insurance, whether in your case it's housing and just basic questions. I mean, I have a master's degree. I had to apply for the PPP loans. I wanted to talk to somebody to help me check the right box, fill out the right form correctly. I did it with a small business association. I did it with SCORE. And this is just a common sense, essential service that people need. And like I said, I'm not the sharpest knife in the drawer, I admit. But even though I have a 
a master's degree, and I was having all kinds of problems with it. So if I'm having problems with it, I imagine people who might have maybe a high school education would have an even more difficult time doing that. And that's kind of what you're doing? Yeah, I mean, you make a good point. And we've heard that from people like in this pandemic and when the recession hit in 2008, saying similar things to you. You know, I'm a highly educated person or a well-educated person, and I can't figure out this government bureaucracy that I have to go through to get unemployment benefits or to achieve some other goal that they're looking for. So when you think about our clients who are marginalized and impoverished, they might have a limited education. They might not speak English. They might have mental health issues or other issues that make it more difficult for them to navigate these systems. And so it can be very hard for anybody who's not familiar with the system to know how to approach it and how to navigate it successfully. Mm -hmm. And so in terms of the services that you're offering people, what are the categories that you're offering civil legal aid in? We have priority areas because as I always tell people, like in Metro West's area, we have over 40,000 people who would be eligible for our services if they were to ask for them in terms of their financial eligibility. And we have 18 lawyers. So do the math. It doesn't really work so well. So, so our priority areas are housing, helping people who are being evicted to stay in their homes or people who are facing foreclosure to prevent the foreclosure. So there's the housing bucket. That's the number one requested service. Domestic violence, people who are victims of domestic violence and who are trying to get out of that situation who have children to help them to get the protection from abuse, to be able to leave their abusers and to be able to get appropriate custody, visitation, child support and variety of orders so that they can sort of start anew out of that situation. Do a lot of work with folks in the immigration realm, victims of domestic violence, as well as many unaccompanied minors, especially over the last you know, number of recent four or five years to help them if they are eligible for some sort of legal status based upon their victimization, help them in that process to apply for whether it be asylum, whether it be various visas that they might be eligible for if if they are victims of crime or victims of abuse. We do a lot of work in the government benefits realm for people who are looking for government benefits, either if they're being denied them or terminated from them. It's things like food stamps, unemployment benefits, cash assistance, uh, social security, Medicaid or mass health, all these sort of real fundamental things. Then we do a lot of work in the education realm as well, representing the parents of kids with special needs who are not getting what they need in their school setting to help them achieve their best and and highest achievement level based on whatever disabilities or challenges they have. And then we also do some work in the consumer realm around consumer debt, people that might need assistance with bankruptcy or debt collection issues. So it's a wide variety of different areas. And what keeps you going, Betsy? I mean, 33 years in the position with the challenge that we're having now, maybe more so than ever with COVID, What keeps you going? What gets you up in the morning? Is it me, the podcast? Is this the motivation? (laughs) Well, that's obviously the first thing. But the other thing that really (laughs) keeps me going, it feels good when you go home at the end of the day and you say, 
I think I made a difference in somebody's life today. And I think, you know, no two days are the same. I often say the stories that our clients come in with and the challenges, you can't make this stuff up. This is real life. But if we're not there to help them and give them a voice and give them access to the justice system, there's not going to be anybody else to do it. That's what keeps me rolling. Well, I look forward to rolling with you on February 2nd. And I just want to invite the audience that there is a link in the chat if you want to register to attend the event. It's only $35, and you can donate more that night if you want to, but it's only $35. And if you can't attend the event, there's also a link there where you can just donate of whatever amount you can afford. It all goes to the same place, Metro West Legal Services. They're clearly doing fantastic work here in the Commonwealth, and I really look forward to February 2nd. February 2nd, I'm going to be the MC which is the master of ceremonies. For those of you not in the business, the <laughs> MC is the master of ceremonies, ladies and gentlemen. I will be the master of ceremonies. I will also be the auctioneer or, quote, fund a need person where we ask people if they can donate and we put a link right in the chat and people can donate whatever they can. And uh, also I'll be performing that night some comedy, albeit on Zoom, but it's always great to connect with people because they're all there and they're all on the same page, and everybody's pulling in the same direction. Thanks so much, Betsy. Great to see you. Thanks, Jimmy. Thanks for having me. Of course.